I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Hi. Welcome to Not the Midweek Podcast, um, Frank Skinner, in association with Absolute Radio. Oh. I think that's... I think that, is that, um, yeah, at least. Uh, yeah. At least in association. <laughs> yeah. If not actually entwined. Mm. I feel entwined. I, mm. I, I feel a, an absolute tendril mm. around my right ankle as we speak. Yeah, they so, should do those. Like, can't they bunch up those wires or something? That's out of order. Well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. No. Not according to the, the building schedule I examined recently at the British Museum. Here we are, anyway, chatting away. And, um, well, so chatting away, we've only just started. But mm. let's, hope, let's hope it goes that direction. Sand- just Sandy before, Mason's joined us again. Yeah, Sandy Mason, who was on the show on Saturday, mm. is um, still lingering like a beautiful smell of a summer rose mm. and um i i take her everywhere now she's she's a little bit like sam Derek Akora's familiar <laughs> and I, sometimes Your i speak i speak to, to the spirit world yeah i well, that's what's the spirit world although she goodness knows she gets through enough of that <laughs> um there's something of the psychic about her do you think mm. she's I, got that I, vibe yeah i, I think yes. she's got the sight I think she could do a tea leaf without without a second thought, but I've never asked her to. Oh, I wouldn't. And um, I think you... Do you read the cards, uh, Sandy? Well, you tell people that I do, but... Yeah, I read the cards, but only the ones in phone boxes. <laughs> um, no, but before we... Uh, before, what's that, before we begin, we've begun. It's as simple as that. True. Um, I had a... Um, I had a request this week from... Radio 4, they wanted me to take part in a documentary. Lovely. Right. And they said uh, they wanted me to take a part in in a documentary about a topic, which I must admit I'm no no expert on, Mm. and their reasons for wanting me to take part are bizarre in the extreme. But the documentary is about A.E. Houseman. No. I heard they changed the alarm, <laughs> and uh, I thought it was um, absolute radio tittle tattle. <laughs> but uh, fancy wow. that! But no, they they said um, we t- we're doing a documentary, and we thought your your radio show would be an interesting example of how A.E. Houseman has entered into popular culture, no. which I wouldn't say he's done on <laughs> mass. No, I think mm. ours might be the only example. Us and mentioning the. The, that Terminator thing that Ross Noble sent us. Stop yeah, name dropping, Gareth. Oh. Yeah. What, the Terminator? He's a <laughs> fictional character. Is it? That's how desperate you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't start. He said he'd be back by Amsterdam every week. Those stories how you were out with um, <laughs> Jeremy Fisher <laughs> the other night on a lily pad pond thing. Um, Jeremy Fisher, was he the, is he the frog no, or is he a toad? 
He's the frog, all right. He's not a toad. In a lovely tuxedo jacket and yes. a sort of pantaloon. Oh, yeah, and a dainty, a dainty leg he's a got. A lovely leg. I imagine him ever dancing, Jeremy Fisher. Never, Maybe a never cigarette stable. holder, Frank, as well. It's unusual for a frog. Did they smoke in Beatrix Potter? Yeah, they were allowed in those days. Oh, mm. God, life is Animals smoked then. Makes them a bit croaky, but... Meanwhile, over at Radio 4... Of course, he was, uh, he was living in Libya <laughs> for a while, but... Um, he left because it was a no-fly zone. Oh. He was, you know, couldn't get any scoff. Anyway, the, the, uh, the producer, 10 stopped then, thought that was going to be some big <laughs> political statement, tended to be a joke about frogs eating well, flies. She should know me well enough to know that it was yeah. going to go down, down, down. Sorry, Gareth. In a way, it was a political statement. Was it? OK. No. So, um, so, yeah, but I'm going to do it. Mm. Because I think I like the idea. Yeah, me on an A. So uh, it's, so the, it's a documentary about how the country's a buzz with A. Houseman, how he's broken into the mainstream. Well, not so much a buzz as a. <laughs> <laughs> now, whether they'll want me to um, do the original um, alarm, I, I don't know. You know, oh, they might. You'll have to have that with you. Well, I'll have to ask out. the absolute engineers. I don't know if you've seen oh. them. They're strange characters in blue overalls that one sometimes stumbles across in a studio. Yeah. I've seen them taking dog hair off the wall in Studio 4. Yeah, that's because... No, that's from Peter the Wild. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. one I heard it got his own... Yeah. You, he's sitting in, I think, for Ronnie Wood at the moment. <laughs> no, it's um, Ben Jones's pet. It's his Ben Jones has Peter the Wild. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't... And does he use... Uh, didn't they use uh, a, a leather strap? In case you didn't listen to uh, Saturday's show, Peter the Wild was a... Uh, a how was he described? A child savage. A child savage. <laughs> Who was kept by George the First? Yeah, on a, on a Charles leash. Savage pet. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, uh, so it's sorry, cruel. Again, it's wrong. But they used to eat him with a leather strap to keep him in awe. <laughs> mm. Is what they said. <laughs> I wondered where you'd got that idea. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very hard to keep people in awe when you've been yeah. in the business as long as I have. Can I tell? You? And it's funny, actually. It's funny. I should mention that. And by God, I say funny, but obviously it's inverted commas mm. in case anyone's going to query. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but at the moment, um, my girlfriend's sister is living... Uh, oh, yeah. And um, we were watching, um, the three of us, we're watching... Um, the Triumvirate, that's what you need to call it. Okay, I told yeah. you. We, we were watching the uh, Louis Spence's show business. Have you, have you seen that? Uh, oh, uh, no. I used to watch his work on Pineapple Dance Studios. Well, I loved... I loved there. I mm. thought that was excellent. And we were all very excited that a series was coming back, even though it had a, a different title. Anyway, we were watching it, and... Um, I, just, I think Louis Spence sort of fills the role that Peter the Wild would have filled <laughs> in their culture. Do you know what I mean? For think? the present day, I think. Yeah, I bet he's... Well, he's, he'd be all right on a leash, because he does that, you know... The, <laughs> He's, one of his only dances is that thing he used to do in Cats when he gets on all fours and sort of wiggles the, the behind. Yeah. He'd, he'd be, he would have met a, a very good contemporary uh, Peter the mm. World and not a bad piano stool at Clarence House. Mm. Anyway, we watched it. I'd say that in the past we've all been fans of um, Louis Spence and it was odd. Um, we suddenly said, the three of us, I think Rachel, uh, my girlfriend's sister, said first of all, you know, I don't think I ever want to watch that again. Really? And I've been thinking that, but, I'm, you know, I, I was... Afraid to say it. Peer pressure. Mm. Uh, and I said, you know, I... And before I could say it, Kat said I agree. I, I never, ever... The terrible thing 
is it was rock. We we sat sort of watching it, and we didn't really say this until it was ending. Mm. Yeah. So we we were giving it the best chance we could, and and the terrible thing was it ends with Ethel Merman singing. There's no business like show business. One of my favourite songs. Yeah, so it it was the perfect. It was the, it really it summed up what show business was all about? Because we're saying, well, it used to be good, but I, I despise him now. There's no business. <laughs> I've heard he's vile as well in person. There's no people like show. I mean, they didn't have enough material for a first series. Everybody's appealing, and 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 that's it. Yeah. We even and this was a moment. Yeah. I even went to Sky Plus, where we had another couple of episodes stored oh, and deleted. Delete. Wow. You didn't press delete. I don't know about you, but when I delete from Sky Plus, something yeah. dies in me. Oh, no matter yeah. what the programme is, I always think, as it, once I've clicked, I always think, oh, I bet maybe I would have wanted that. <laughs> I had a last surge of Louis Spence as it, as it went, but now it's, it's gone. Oh, Frank, that's quite disappointing when that happens, though, isn't it? It was strange. I was, you know, I, I thought he was great, and now I despise him. You see, I think what's happened with him, I think you go off someone when they become too aware of of how funny they're being. It's a bit like Charlie Sheen, you see. That's what I went off him. Yeah, Charlie I've gone Sheen. off Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie. I mean, once he's got a bottle with tiger blood on it and a T-shirt <laughs> with winning. <laughs> he is, he's, you know, he's, he's a parody of him. I don't want him to profit from his he's mental Vanessa, unwellness. He's a parody. I want him to be mentally unwell. Yeah. I don't want him to profit from it. Don't be in on the joke. No, definitely. this is the problem. But I don't like it when you go off things. It just kind of feels you know a bit that depressing. that really big woman on Coronation Street? Is she a Vanessa parody? <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Um, there I, was a, I, there I was a time when... chance of her ever getting <laughs> off with uh, Johnny Depp. Sorry? I was going to say there was a very awkward moment in the court when Peter the Wild got in on the joke and started playing up to it. Yeah, Started exactly. wearing the Peter the Wild T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and he actually oh, bought, he bought uh, four idiot. pairs of werewolf gloves from <laughs> a joke shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, who, who wants that? Yeah. And that bone. Oh, he's got a bone in his mouth. Ha, 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 Peter. Just, <laughs> just get out. Yeah. yeah, that was... Well, that's what happened. I, whether yeah. they deleted him from the Georgian equivalent <laughs> of Sky Plus, who can say? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I like the Peter. I think Peter, Peter the Wild has replaced um, long-term prisoner Charles Bronson on this show. <laughs> He's friend, friend of the, of the show. show. Friend of the... How marvellous. I'm going to do it. Peter the Wild. Friend of the show. <laughs> oh, we've given him a whole new lease of life. Whole new leash. You'll be delighted. <laughs> a leash for life. What I found with him, the minute you picked up the leash, he was at the door. <laughs> he was ready, Peter the Wild. But, Frank, some said the leash was gold, some said leather. Oh. Some said leather, some said gold. Gold? How can you have a gold <laughs> leash? Is it like it was John the John Don of... poem when it was gold to airy thinness beat? Well, it was the court of George I. He could have what he wanted. I suppose so. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about him. So, yeah, it's, it's odd when you really like someone and go off it suddenly. Yeah. It, happened, it happened to me with uh, Leodama Light Life as well. What? Do you know that sliced cheese you can get? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Leodama. I mean, yeah. I, I went for the Light Life. That's the, 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 low, the lower calorie one. Oh, yeah. And I got to the point where I had it virtually every meal. If I had a yeah. sandwich of something else, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd chuck a Leodama rectangle on there. I used it as, as as package and 
Padding, <laughs> whatever they called it. I remember once I had a ham and tomato sandwich and the tomato was soaking into the bread. So I lagged it with a, with a slice of Leodama yeah. Light Life. Uh, yeah. Load-bearing Leodama. Leodama. Can't say it. No, no come on, have another go. <laughs> Load-bearing Leodama. Yeah, there you go, see? It's all with that Robert so the Bruce So you went moment. and you just went off it? I went off it, but I went off it in... A, I didn't even get through the pack that was in the fridge. <laughs> there was only, like, two slices left. And one day I opened the door, and it was a Louis Benz moment. Um, there was no Ethel Merman. No. But um, I just thought, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and, and I left it there for a couple of days in the fridge. It was... It was I mean, the top was... Um, it was opened, you know, just two slices at the bottom. And I thought, shall I? And I could not... I could not. And in the end, they went in the bin, just like deleting that... Um, you gorged... Although I would eat out the bin. You gorged yourself. See, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I know, I suppose we're all familiar. In, you know, it can happen in relationships. Mm. You, that moment when you just think, I love you. Oh, no. I hate you. Mm. Dancing but, around uh, the bandstand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dancing oh, I, But um, But when it happens with Leah Dam and Light, No, you can't. Well, I don't like it. Wind out sometimes, Frank, when I'm reading a book, I'll go off it. Like in the middle of the book. Yeah. But sometimes you a book that? that you're massively enthusiastic yes. about yes. for about ten chapters, yeah? And then I'll think, oh, I've really gone off you. I might throw it across the room. That's <laughs> it, it's over. I think we're back to George <laughs> and Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine George the first getting him swinging on the leash like an <laughs> Olympic hammer thrower. And the, the, the servants racing across to open a sash window. Sometimes he got Peter straight out. Sometimes he just smashed into the frame. <laughs> oh, God. Is it, is it too late to get one? I don't think it would be morally acceptable now. I'm not scouring the forests. Mm. What, to get a PTW? <laughs> 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 Although, um, apparently, Ireland are going to give um, William and Kate Jedward is that a right? present, and they're going to oh, fulfil a very similar role. Oh, two-hander. Mm. You could get a double leash. <laughs> yeah. I should think that would be well, all one right. each. Yeah. You could, um, you could, but it would be unsavoury. So um, I had that. I went off um, the film. I mean, I watched it. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, I've never seen I that. I loved that film. Watched it over mm. and over again. I Life Aquatic. I could watch this I'm film. Not familiar. What's yeah, it about? It's a Wes Anderson film. It's um, got Bill Murray in, and he's like um, a marine um, documentary maker. That put me oh, off. Okay. Yeah, and I watched it lots of times, and I thought I could just—I'm going to be able to watch this film forever. And now really? the thought of it makes me physically sick. Physically sick? Yeah. Again, I couldn't. That's the bends. You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did you go off it? I watched it too many times. Oh, oh that'll be it. it. Again, the it's gorging. The it's the overdoing. The gorging. Yeah, gorging. Uh, yeah, I overgorged on Louis <laughs> Spence. I can <laughs> see now, if, whenever I see that pelvic, that pelvic swivel of the cat impression, it makes me... <laughs> oh, God. He needs to be spayed. <laughs> um, Released back into the wild. Yeah, oh, I'd like to see Louis gone feral. <laughs> I think we're moving back to Peter. It's a new documentary. <laughs> yeah. Louis Gone Feral. Yeah, that was, I wouldn't have mind that. Louis Gone Feral, didn't he do Don't Worry, Be Happy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that thing about um, who pays for a meal? I think I might have, yes. <laughs> I, um, uh, what do you, as, as a lady... Mm. Do look like a lady? How That's, dare you? What, sorry. You just sung Do Looks Like a Lady in no, reference but, well, to me. You you look, you're a lady who looks like a lady. But Thank you. When you <laughs> what, what a wonderful compliment. <laughs> <laughs> the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> what a wonderful compliment, <laughs> what, I said. What? 
that what? she's a lady who looks like a lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not. We're not <laughs> all. Um, Mrs. Brown's boys. That's a good show. <laughs> Frank, I don't look like Mrs. Brown's boys. <laughs> no. And um, FYI, that's not a good show. I like it. I know you do. I'll, I'll have to give it a look. I it's been recommissioned. Is it? I'm championing it on this show. No, I know you are. Yeah. Shame. Um, so, sorry, what were you saying? Well, d- d- if you went out for a, a meal mm. with a, a gentleman, mm. when the bill came, what, what would normally be the procedure? I always pay. No, I go halves. What I do is I get out my wallet mm. and... Wave it around. Hold on, you have a wallet? Yeah, I have a wallet. As opposed to a purse? Well, it's a housekeeping purse, but it's like a wallet. A housekeeping yeah, purse? Yeah, that's what is it's that called. Is that like a house coat? Is it no, like... No, um, it's like... It's very Downton Abbey. Is, it's very is, chic. It, is it quilted nylon? It's for a housekeeper. It's from it's from my favourite. You know the place I always go to, the posh stationery place where the cards are fifty pounds for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it that the place yeah. that's um, something to do with David Cameron's wife? Exactly. Okay. Um, so I get out my wallet slash purse. Yeah. And I do the charade. I go, oh no no no, let's go halves, let's go halves. Yeah. And do you mean it? I sort of mean it because the slight feminist in me thinks, well, actually, I don't I don't want their expectations rising. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh. I don't want them thinking, well, I've bought her yeah. a meal now. So, and no- so, yeah, so normal. Tit for tat. Well, as exactly. It were. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tit for taters. No. I don't want any tat. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> normally, carry on. <laughs> um, what happens is, I'll make the offer. I don't really mean Couldn't, it. Wouldn't tits for taters be some <laughs> fabulous sort of um, charity campaign? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, carry on. I'll phone Comet Relief, we'll see if we can knock something together. I'll make the offer. Yeah. And worryingly, uh, often, they will say yes. They'll say, yes, fine. Hmm. Well... What are they supposed to do at that point? They're supposed to say, no, 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 no. no, You're the lady. Never! No, No, I'll get get this. Um, Mm. What about, I see, what they were talking about in this article in particular, I think, was a a first date. So what they were saying, we should just say, they were suggesting that attractive women expect their date to pay for dinner. Is that right? Yes. And plain James, (laughs) as they're well known. Uh, This is one of the problems. There is no Christian name um, that rhymes with attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I might, I might call if I ever have a a, a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I might call her Matt Pactive. <laughs> Matt Pactive. Matt Pactive Skinner, <laughs> and they'll say, and then people will say, if you go out with an attractive Matt Pactive <laughs> or a plain Jane, and suddenly I've made her an iconic name. Mm. Matt Pactive Skinner, horrible <laughs> child. Sort of pressure on her to be attractive. <laughs> Matt Pactive sounds like a sort of transformer toy, doesn't it? <laughs> So, um, yes, that, that was the theory, that oh. a pretty girl... But, but don't attractive people just expect life to be a series of open doors and yeah. handouts? How would I know? I don't know. Oh, come on, ask your brother. <laughs> yeah, well, you, exactly, you yes. must have some insight oh, into no, this, Gareth, with your brother. Has he ever put his hand in his Never. pocket? No, Never. Have you ever oh. put your hand in his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> That's what how attractive he is. No, but I hope to. <laughs> what? So does he never pay for anything? <laughs> no. Oh, how lovely. He doesn't have to. <laughs> I find... Her birthday, he says, oh, I was going to get you a present, but... Oh, I I'm so good looking, I, I didn't have to. I find on a, on a first date... Yeah. Often, um, 
women I've been out with in the past will will say, "Oh no, let's go halves," and I'll say, "No, no, we'll get no, no, I really, I'll, you know, let's go halves," yep. and um, and they never do that again. No. It's just that first date. It's a drag. It's a lost leader, as they mm. say in the retail world. It's yeah. just to get you in, because <laughs> always at the back of your mind, there's a sense of, oh well, probably the next meal she'll offer to go. But can I ask you, Frank? So, what's your view of the woman if she offers to go halves? Do you like it? Do I, you think it's good? I do like it. I'll be absolutely honest mm. with you. When this makes me sound like some sort of skin flint. Oh, but, excellent. Bring it on. But often, if if a woman is very insistent with me, not always, whoever I'm dining with, if they're very insistent on going 50-50, and we do go 50-50, I'm mentally spending the money I've saved <laughs> before we're out of the restaurant. Say if it's like 60 quid, and I'm all set to pay 60, and they're going to mm. know, I think that's 30 quid I got. I'll go to Forbidden Planet and, and splash out. Okay, I'll get another hoodie. It's like a gift, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I can only get two thirds. extra nineteen for that, that. Yeah, that's that. That's the uh, forty-five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I I do like it, and I, I, I. But if I was a woman, because there is a long tradition. Yeah. I I know it would be in the back of my mind. I'm in with a chance of of getting it for free, and I don't getting know what if, for free. Getting the meal for free. Oh, sorry. And I don't know <laughs> if I'd uh, if I'd be able to resist just at least. Testing mm. the water, do you know what I'm saying? But do you think it makes the woman look less attractive? And I am asking because I would like some advice. If, she if pays you 50, pay, 50. do you think I should just stop paying? And no. then if I behave like one of these beautiful women, they'll think I am. No, but A, you are a beautiful woman. Oh, and God, B, that came. I thought, <laughs> you never like an hour. Yeah, well, I was fighting it, but I thought, oh, come on, we, if, we, we just can't move on until I've said it. Oh, the weight, the weight was interminable. I actually... I'm sweating all over. <laughs> to me, I, I, I like it. I like the sense that uh, this person, first of all, is making a point that, that she believes in equality, mm-hmm. she believes in sharing, that she doesn't assume because I'm some big-name star. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm speaking, God. I'm speaking <laughs> retrospectively now. I'm on about when I went out for dinner maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, that, that, that I'm going to um, shell out. Yeah. So I, I actually, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh. What mm. do you think, Gareth? Um... Yes, it's um, a while since I dated, but um, normally, sometimes I I pay. Well, the thing is, Laura makes so much more money than me. It's her money anyway. Oh, what's yeah. the point to me paying? What do you mean it's her money anyway? Would you well, you want pocket most money? of the money, basically. You what? You're on an allowance. <laughs> well, we have you know we have a joint account and like you I, take out, she puts in. Yeah, I mean yeah. I make some money. Yeah, but of we course. don't keep it separate. No. I get stressed. She may as well have ended up with a good-looking get... brother. Yeah. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we've uh, scratched, <laughs> not just into the surface, but into the dark, throbbing core of your relationship. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, move on at this point. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> Laura, don't take that advice. <laughs> if you fled the relationship to a, you mm. know, say if you decided to, f- to flee... The, flee if I decided to be a homeless person... Would mm. you would you empty the account before going? Ga- Gareth the oh, Wild, he'd become. Thing. Well, I just, I mean, thought must have crossed your mind. No, there's not much in the account. Oh, you've checked. <laughs> <laughs> Quite recently. <laughs> Sandy Mason's move position. It's like help when they keep popping up everywhere unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a filmic effect. Yeah. Yeah, really move. 
It's the, it's the Jedi look that she goes for. She's able to materialise. <laughs> What's the word? Jaunting, is that what they call it? Jaunting? Mm. Is it jaunting when you can... What, you used to be on like the Tomorrow the people. You looked at Gareth because he looked a bit geeky and he might not. <laughs> I'm looking for him as my sci-fi source. <laughs> or a little no, bit I've of sci-fi source. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Jaunting. I might have got it wrong. God knows I've been wrong before. Um, there was a really good. There was a story about how there was a survey saying that um, parents no longer tell their children classic fairy tales because they mm. think they're too scary. So things like Rapunzel is too scary, and um, Hansel and Gretel. Rumpelstiltskin. Your Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, it's a horrible and, story. Um, a lot of yeah, all the ones with lots. What about of... Strawpater? <gasps> oh, Strawpater. Strawpater. Um, he. Uh, he used to bite... Does he bite his fingernails? Is that what mm. he does? He used to bite his fingernails, and so in the end they cut his fingers off with scissors. <laughs> he had sort of Tina wow. Turner hair, didn't he? Yeah. It's ter- it really scared me, that. Of course, nowadays you can get away with that. What, cotton? Political correctness, yeah, no. Oh, no, it's political correctness has gone mad. <laughs> God, Peter the Wild. <laughs> it's, the, the, the bottom's fallen out the market. No, you couldn't take it. You couldn't take Peter the Wild out of the wild now. No, you, you know, with conservation, they'd have to say keep him there. Exactly, He's got to stay in the yeah. wild. It'd be don't want to disturb his, you know, disturb the rainforests. He'd be on a reserve. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'd be. I've got him on a reserve. I've put two hundred quid down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, this article said that those stories are very important in shaping your morality. You know, right and wrong. You need the extremes to learn about good and bad and um can i just ask if peter the wild went on if he escaped and went on the run do you think a police officer would have turned up at george the first palace and say nothing so far but we have found a couple of leads (laughs) so what about well you're a father you what do you you read um ethan stories yeah yeah we do there's not classic ones um he likes um charlie and lola it's very good charlie and lola what what um it's um a um a big brother Charlie and a little sister Lola and they mm-hmm. get into all sorts of scrapes. He like oh, Ethan oh, that's like, scrapes. That's like people. the modern day Topsy and Tim. That's what I had yeah. in my day, you see. Oh. Yeah, Ethan really likes scary stuff. We had a, a a story called The Big Scary Monster. Well, you must admit <laughs> you can't have been totally surprised when that turned out to be. No, that there was a bit and he loves he loves Big Scary Monster. That's what he says. Uh-huh. He's a big fan of that. Mm. Um a story that um, I was thinking about the stories that affected me as, as growing up and a story people used to tell in assembly just all the time. The little boy with a good-looking brother? <laughs> that affected you. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. OK. Um, it, it turns out, I don't know what it was called, but I've done research and it's called The Gift of the Magi. Do you know this story? Yes, I think I do <clears> remember <throat> that, actually. Know, uh, yeah. so is, it, always... is it about gold, frankincense or myrrh? No, it's got nothing... To, well, it is to do with that, but sort of at the end, and I don't understand how. It's about a young married couple, Della and Jim. Right. And um, they've got no money to buy, or they've got very little money to buy Christmas presents. Okay. Della's greatest asset is she's got lovely long hair. Oh, oh my God, for that. They're all on the edge of our seats. Yeah. <laughs> it says it goes right down to her knees. 
Which um, Laura mm. says she doesn't like it if the hair's that long. Well, it depends where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Can go, but Peter the Wild. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> oh, Peter the Wild. Friend of the show. <laughs> what do you think he spoke like? I'm imagining, I am as you say. Why don't you stop it? I don't like it. That's what I'm guessing it was like. What do you think? Say, he could only say Peter and King George. Oh, Peter. No. <laughs> it said he said it in a strangled King way. <laughs> he's out, he's out, Peter, he's haunting. King Dad! You can't, he's out. King, King, King Dad! Yeah. Peter, he's, oh, he's, he's harping on a theme. Sorry, Gareth. So, Della had lovely long hair, and Jim had a gold watch that he was very, very proud of. And so... What kind of equation is that? Gold watch versus very long? <laughs> so, for Christmas, what Della... She was very stressed that she didn't have a lovely um, money to buy him a... Presents. Didn't have a lovely money. Joe's old chair again. <laughs> yeah, just a minute. Should we be sitting cross-legged for this section? I didn't think Don't you were going to tell us I'm going to tell you the story because oh, it's got... Well, let's, so okay, I can comment on let's it. start it. We were, so she didn't yeah. have a lovely money... <laughs> To buy him a present with. A lovely money. Yeah. No, no. I, th- well, I don't know why she didn't move to a Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OK. Uh, um, she had um, long hair. Jim had a watch. Yes. Yes, we know um, that. <laughs> I know, we're not chilled. You don't have to tell us everything 20 times. So what Della did to buy um, Jim a present is she went and she sold her hair. She sold her she hair. She sold her hair. That's a nice present. To a hair shop. I don't know where she sold it. And she a bought hair shop. You know Jim. A hair shop. I don't know. Where would you sell your hair, Emily? I don't know. It was the yeah, olden days. You wouldn't. It was the olden days. People do sell their yeah, hair. Yeah, you now. sell it to um, Bedlam. <laughs> Bedlam. Okay. Yes, that's what they that called it in the olden oh. days. No, no, but people sell them to wig makers. Now, oh, oh, wig them. makers, It yeah. must be because you get real hair. I know, I got that the wrong, wrong way round. What are they taking from corpses? They take it from Bedlam to people. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and she bought Jim a platinum watch strap, a watch still chain. still on the watch. We've just... yeah. No, I'm telling you, this is why okay, she sold the hair, okay. to buy okay. a watch okay, chain, okay. a platinum okay. watch chain. And Jim, I'm and guessing, then... he sold the gold watch to buy her... Um, oh, oh, hair oh he's right? angry, he's furious, because yeah. you've ruined you've it. You've given away the whole end of the... Yeah, that's what happens, basically. So Jim buys her some lovely um, tortoiseshell combs mm. um, to... Um, Actually, for the hair. Is that the colour or are they made from <laughs> They're the made from tortoiseshells. From the carapace. This is the olden days. This is the olden days. <laughs> They've taken a carapace and fashioned it into some sort of yeah, coat. That's, that's what it's called, tortoiseshell. Okay. Um, and, and then, so Jim comes home and Della's got, you know, she looks like Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Yeah. And um, I love that look. He looks really worried mm. and she says, and there's the big reveal. You've given away what happens at the end. You've given away the end of the story. I thought you've ruined yes. it for everyone. Yeah, like, when did I do well, that? Well, because Jim and um, Jim had got her hair combs and she'd, um, Jim sold his watch to buy hair combs. Yeah, and that's and, the end um, of the and story. And it's supposed to be a lovely, happy ending of the story because Owen really didn't know, weren't they the best gifts of all? Mm hmm. No, that that was a that is a terrible Christmas. But where does the Magi come in? <laughs> well, because Who rattled their cage? they kind of said that it's a bit like the gifts of the Magi. I don't know well, why they, it's like the gifts they of the Magi. They get to be in the title, and they're no more than a simile. <laughs> yeah, it's just at the end. He just I'm says, waiting for the I'm waiting for the clip clop of a broken camel. Exactly. No, at the end. There's no and there's not much myrrh featuring in that tale. 
More mirth? Yeah. Or mirth, <laughs> for that matter. Well, it's, that is a strange... That story, story really got me down as a kid. Yeah. Just See, we rubbish get, Christmas. I never got those kind of fictional stories from my parents. I just got da- Dad's tales from his life, many of which were quite harrowing. <laughs> At the time, his uncle, Tom Shanks, carried a horse across the <laughs> market square in Gateshead. He said he... He said he put it put it round his neck like a, like a stole. He used to say, put it round his neck like a stole, like a mink stole, and carried it across. Oh. Tom Shanks. I mean, what was the moral of that story? The moral of the story is, it's not nice to have horse genitals against your neck. <laughs> right. That's what it ought to have been. He never he never he made felt... it so clear. So we he... were, we had to deduce. Didn't you know? Our Keith must have read you some stories. No, our Keith. Bloodwind have... pig annuals, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if they ever had an annual. Oh, okay. oh, they had little more than a brochure. <laughs> My dad did tell me a story I always liked about when he went scrumping, and oh. um, they went scrumping with a kid called Arthur. What's scrumping? A... You know, scrumping when you go and steal apples and fruit. No, I don't. I grew up in an affluent suburb of North London. Okay. No. But you must have heard... Uh, no? No. Anyway, what was, you, go, you get... If there's an apple tree, you go in and you nick apples. Okay. That's, that's scrumping, basically. Do you know that? Yes. How do you know that? I've heard... I have heard... Tell. You're saying it quite murderously. <laughs> okay, sorry, Frank, as you were. So they went... There was a little kid called Arthur. He was the youngest, and he mm. was only about four or something. Okay. And uh, they were all... They were caught by the bloke who owned the orchard and he lined them up. And he, he went up to my dad and said, uh, what's your name? And he said, um, John. And he said, uh, right, he said, I, I know your father. Uh, oh, it's, it's John Collins, like, you know, my original name. Yeah. He said, John Collins, he said, I know your father. He said, well, what's your name? Said, and then he went to this kid, Arthur, and he said, what's your name? He said, Arthur. And he said, what, what's your surname? And he said, Sir Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> And that, my dad must have told me that story 50 times. And I always, oh. I knew what was coming, but I was delighted. Delighted I love by that. it. Then there was the one when his dad hung a man in a, in a pub. He didn't. Actually, hanged, a bit of grammatical. Oh. To, he I did. don't care about the grammar. Wow. He didn't it's... hang him to the death. I think. Um, oh, that was nice of him. He got him. You know that point just before they go? It was a real softy. You know when their head looks like an aubergine? Fine. And then uh, other, other people um, got him down, apparently. So those were the stories <laughs> we had. So there was no question. I would, I would have killed for a straw, Peter, just as a bit of light relief. Rather <laughs> than my granddad hanging people in a pub in Newcastle. I say people, it's only one bloke, I don't exaggerate. <laughs> what, did you, what did you... Well, I had the Osborne book I imagine of you had Modesty Blaze. <laughs> No, we had our parents' friends. Well, they were all acting in Doctor Who around that time, so they would scare, we'd have seen them on telly being aliens. Yeah. And then it would all be spoiled, because then you'd come down and go, well, I said, darling, I'm not doing that for minimum wage. <laughs> think, oh, I thought you were an alien. I love the idea of a Cyberman <laughs> saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had the Osborne Book of Ghosts, me and my best friend Jane. Oh, we loved that. Absolutely loved that. I've never heard that. Well, it was sighting, so it had those pictures. You know, there's always photographs. Oh, so it's true stories. Well, yeah. say true. Well, you say true. Purported. Yeah, and it was things like black and white photos. A cab driver, and he said this: uh, an old lady was in the back of my cab, mm. and it turned out she died back in eighteen eighty-five. And they always have like a shawl and cab a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clear it out. And there was how to spot a, how to trap a ghost, and you needed some string across the door and some talc, which I did once. Didn't mm. work. Um, but I'll tell you what else I used to used to scare me. 
my sister and I, when we briefly lived in Australia, um, <laughs> we moved over there when I was when I was young. And Australians? No. Oh. When we lived in Australia, we did get a bit terrified by sharks. So we had a National Geographic mm. book of sharks. And we used to keep it under the bed to scare ourselves. She'd get it out and go, do you want to see the hammerheads? And <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was they really... They are sp- the scariest, they? are they? really yeah, terrifying. They, they look like they've, um, they've swallowed a... Um, yeah. You know those... What, what are Hammer? those things? They look like... No, you know those sandwich boxes? Yes. The emetically sealed sandwich boxes. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. What, what, yeah. are, they call, what are they called? They're those? called sandwich boxes. No, no, but what's <laughs> the name of the actual product? Like Perspect. No, I'm not... Per- I can't think what it's Tupperware? Called. Tupperware. 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 They yeah, look like Tupperware. they've swallowed the Tupperware. They do. Sandwich box. That's They're really like. scary. But why did we scare ourselves? We enjoyed oh. scaring ourselves. People, yeah, people do, do like... I, know, I haven't told you my dad's story about... Oh, my mum's story, actually, about warty. Oh, I don't know what's that. Warty was a man who lived by them, whose entire <laughs> face was a wart. Told us about him. Wow. Just two eyes looking out of her wart. I saw him on a train yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he must be dead by now, Warty. Yeah. I hope they didn't... Uh, I, hope, I hope part of him was kept for posterity. <laughs> no, I think, sort of thing, if you kept him face up on the desk, you could, you could put pens in him. <laughs> wow. If any of Warty's relatives are listening, I... Our thoughts with his family. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute.